Well, good morning, Faith Community Church. Um, I had not heard that song until of recent, and uh, man, it's such a neat song. Uh, the message of just the, the common experience of, of all mankind, uh, just di- broken and, and hurt in different areas and different ways, whether things that we've done or things that people have done to us, but, but ultimately uh, pointing it back to Jesus. You know, in the middle of all this, Christ has come. And so we are talking about peace today. And uh, the title of today's sermon is Jesus and how he is the Prince of Peace. Um, and we're going to be in Isaiah chapter uh, 9, verse 6. And uh, this is a really special passage. Uh, I'll read it to you again. It says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful. And it is Wonderful. It will be called Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and this is the phrase that we're going to look at today, Prince of Peace. Now, this is a special passage because it was a prophecy told by Isaiah, um, not 10 years, nor 50, not even 100, but actually 700 years before Jesus would come onto the scene. And, uh, and that's like someone writing in like the year 1322 uh, you know, to, to me, and, and then me opening it and saying, you're going to preach on you know, December 4, 2022. I'll be like, whoa, that's amazing. Uh, or us writing something now about what's going to happen in the year 2722, which is like an infathomable, infathomable, mumble, there's a word there somewhere, time to consider. Um, but that's something only God can do. Uh, it's a miracle in and of itself. But um, we're talking about peace today, the peace of God. What is it? Um, and uh, interestingly enough, as I was talking with my wife, as you know, I was going through the sermon, um, this is the fourth time I've preached on peace. Um, within you know, my tenure here at church, so either God really wants you guys to have peace, or, or maybe, I think it's more for me, like, he's just like, Danny, you just gotta, like, get on with it, so, um, what is peace? Well, peace can be, you know, it's like tranquility, it can be defined as, you know, uh, being free of stress, or anxiety, or angst, um, I want you to think of a peaceful place right now, your mind is probably going somewhere, right, okay, uh, yeah, certainly uh, there are peaceful places, but even if we were to go to those places that you had in your mind, it's very possible that you yourself might not have peace while you're there. So for those of you who don't know, I just actually came back from a very peaceful place. We went to Hawaii, which was awesome. Um, we got to spend a week there, and it was amazing, and uh, we were so excited. Um, but even in Hawaii, there are people who don't have peace. Um, it, it, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, as soon as we got off the plane and we made it, thank the Lord, and um, we got off the plane, and my wife is so excited to be there. And she's just like, aloha, aloha, uh, you know. And uh, just how she is, if you know her, and that's, you know. And, uh, and they, you know, they're workers, on, the crew workers there, and they're just getting their stuff done and everything. And, uh, and so one of the gals, she opens the door, and my wife is like, aloha. And, uh, and the lady is just like. And, and she's like, ooh, you know. She's like, oh, man, that lady probably was not uh, very, very happy at that moment. So, you know, this is our backyard. I had to show you. It's, you know, a rainbow and just the water, and it's uh, peaceful. It's beautiful, right? Uh, and, um, and this is the thing. There's people who probably live there who don't have peace, uh, which is crazy, right? Um, but uh, peace is it's more than just an external thing. Uh, it's something that only Jesus can give us. Um, a passage we read for Advent here is, is Luke chapter 2 verse 14 um, which is when the angels came and they said glory to God in the highest and on earth peace um, if there needs to be peace on earth that means that there's probably some unrest 
um, external, internal, and, and most importantly, there's no peace between uh, us and God until Jesus um, gave it to us. So Jesus, he came to give us peace. Now, there are 21 more days till Christmas. Can you guys believe that? I know, the Christmas trees are up, praise on a 6.5 is like nonstop, like, love it, man. I'm like, I'm the October Christmas music person. Like, if it's, uh, for those of you who were in my office a few years ago, I had a Christmas tree up for like the whole year. It's uh, really sad, but uh, I love this time of the year. But I know as, maybe as soon as I said there's 21 more days till Christmas, maybe some of you are like, ooh, that's getting kind of close. I haven't gotten my presents. I haven't gotten my tree up. I haven't started listening to Christmas songs because there's only like three weeks left and you just want to like milk all that time, right? Okay, I want, to, I want a little bit of audience participation here. Okay, I want you to raise your hand. How many of you have already gotten your Christmas trees up? Raise your hand. Wow, how many of you haven't? Yes, okay, all right, all right, all right. How many of you already have gotten your lights up? How many of you still have to do that? My kids have been asking me. It's really bad. How many of you, challenging one, we'll see who are the real on it, how many of you have presents already done? Oh, man, yes. How many of you still haven't? Guys, how many of you have no idea what you're going to get your wives? <laughs> yeah, see, I'll, yeah. Okay, last one. How many of you are going to wait till December 23rd to like start looking around and getting things done? You know, no one's going to raise. All right, a few people. Yeah, there you go. Honest people. I love it. All right. Uh, you know, you, when 21 days is till Christmas, and you're thinking, you know, what about the presents, and, and what about the dinner? What are the plans? Are we going to the in-laws? Are they, oh, the in-laws are coming. They're, you know, I'm, I, I have great in-laws. I'm kidding. I love my in-laws. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> you're thinking, oh, man, I hope this goes well. Uh, so, you know, but, but, but seriously, Christmas time it can, can often be a time when it should be a, a wonderful time, and, and it's, but sometimes it's overshadowed by all these things uh, that we... Um, that we worry about and, and we get angst over and it kind of overshadows just the birth of Christ and, and just the wonderful gift of peace that Jesus gives us through his birth. Um, so we get overwhelmed. So I want to show you a video here. You've maybe seen it. I showed it a few years back, but um, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's, it's a good uh, video that kind of reflects sometimes some of the sentiment that we have during this time. So take a look here. I promise there's sound. Hold on. There we go. Hi, I'm Ryan, and I love Christmas. To me, Christmas is about, well, it's about the birth of Christ. December can be so busy and stressful, it's nice to end the month with a special day. Sure, we do the Santa stuff. It's fun. Our kids love it. But it's not all we do. We find time to tell others about our Lord, what He did, what His sacrifice cost. <laughs> the night before Christmas, we read the story of the birth of Jesus. When my kids go to bed, they're thinking about how good he is. Christmas Day is so amazing. I can barely wait for it to get here. I love giving presents, and I really love spending time with my extended family. At some point during the day, 
it's good to slow down and remember who Christ is. And you know, I hope this Christmas I can just take time to reflect. Either way, I know what this day is really about because my Christmas is real. You know, there's some, some good laughs in there, and there's some like, hee, 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 like, oh, that's a little bit me. But, uh, you know, I'm not trying to guilt trip you. It's not what I'm here to do. But, uh, you know, if, if we're very honest, oftentimes that some of those things might reflect some of the, the feelings that we have during this time. Um, it's all right to get gifts. It's all right to enjoy the festivities coming from the guy who listens to Christmas music way before you definitely should. Um, but um, what I want to challenge you this morning is that we're just going to slow down for a sec. We're going to put the brakes on all that Christmas uh, festivities and stuff and the angst and worries that come with the season. And just for a moment, we're going to talk about peace, what it is to have peace, because, man, those worries are, are, are very real, and they do happen, and they do come up. Um, but we're going to look at peace. And more importantly, we're going to look at why is it that Scripture tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And, and look again at how peace, it's actually an attribute of God. It originates from Him, and He promises that to you and to me. So uh, before we jump into the rest of this, let's just take a moment to pray. God, I just do uh, thank you. I thank you for that peace, Lord, that you promised to us. And, and Lord, as we just re- read your word and, and um, reflect on these wonderful things and, and what it means for you to be the Prince of Peace, what it means that you were born, Lord, and, and how that impacts us. And uh, Lord, I just pray for that peace for all of us, Lord. I pray that you would just give us open minds and, and hearts, Lord, to receive your word. And uh, we just thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, as we look, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Uh, The government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now, this is a beautiful verse. It's one that's read so often during Christmas. But if you get the context of what was all going on from chapters, you know, chapter 1, verse 1, all the way up to before this, um, actually what's going on in the book of Isaiah is God is talking about judgment and wrath that he's going to pour out on um, Israel and Judah because of their continued, their continued rebellion. Judgment and wrath aren't necessarily things that you think of when you think of peace, right? That's like tumultuous things. Um, but right after all that, we see this. We see this prophecy um, that God is given to us uh, right in the middle of all that. And then we fast forward 700 years, and we see the fulfillment of this. Look at this. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Pause. I love how, you know, for some, some crazy reason, angels, when they appear to you, it's like, do not be afraid. That would be like a scary thing. So I'm glad that that's the first thing they preface. Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, good will towards men. Uh, So again, there's 700 years in between Isaiah and between the writings here that we find in Luke. Um, So, you know, we see here, and on earth peace. Well, what does that mean? Is that in, in, on earth peace, is that talking about like peace 
that we have with ourselves and with other people? Is that peace like externally, like there's no more wars, there's no more violence? Uh, what is this, this talking about? Um, peace is something that we are, are, are drawn towards, that we, we gravitate towards. Nobody likes conflict consistently. Uh, that's why many of us, we take time to get away, to go on vacations, or to take some time off to have some peace, right? Or sometimes we even pursue things. We say, if we have or do blank, then we'll find peace. Um, we think that maybe if we were just in the right area or in the right town or in the right neighborhood or in the right place, then we would have peace trying to have peace in these external circumstances. Or, you know, maybe if we just had a, uh, if I just had a little bit um, better uh, financial situation, then we would have financial peace. Um, You know, I can go on and on. The list goes on and on. Um, But my friends, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the only one who can give you peace today. Um, One of his names is the Prince of Peace, after all. So we're going to look at three things here. Why is that? Um, Point number one, Jesus is the Prince of Peace because he brings brings peace into our hearts. Um, Turn with me to John chapter 16, verse 33. John chapter 16, verse 33, um, I'll give you a little bit of context of where we're jumping into in Scripture here. Um, We're on the last night of uh, Jesus' time here before he's betrayed, so his earthly ministry has been um, basically completed, and uh, the Last Supper has already happened, and he's walking with his disciples through Gethsemane, and he's telling them about all these things that will come, and, uh, and so we jump in the middle there, John 16, 33, amen? John 16, 33 reading says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have what? Peace. In this world, you will have tribulation. I'm going to pause right there. It is comforting to me to read those words. Um, not because it's comforting to have tribulations, but it's comforting to know that our Lord knew and told us that in this world we were going to have troubles. It's not that as soon as you become a Christian, then it's all you know, smooth sailing from there. Um, it's some rough waters, some rough terrain, but you know the beautiful thing is that Jesus is by our side. He's right there, walking with us, strengthening, with, strengthening us, and at times carrying us over. Um, but it does give me comfort to know that. He says, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Christmas time is certainly a joyous time. It's a time of celebration. It's a time of festivities. Uh, it's, it's a time that you know, much of the world, uh, the Christian and non-Christian as well, they look forward to this time of year. But I know that this can also be a hard time for many people. Um, it can be a hard time because of different financial situations that you're facing. Um, it can be a, a difficult time because of life situations or work situations or um, people stuff um, during this time. Um, I know it's also a, a difficult time for some people because maybe you didn't have the best um, upbringing or, or, or time, or there's some event that happened during this Christmas season um, that just brings back some of those memories and, and feelings of just like... Uh, so I, I do want to acknowledge that. It's, uh, it's not always an easy time. Um, the song that we sang right before I came up, Come All Ye Unfaithful, man, it, it talks about um, just that list. Uh, you know, things that maybe... 
um, we've been unfaithful, or we've been weak or unstable, or it talks about those of us who have burdens, um, those of us who um, are broken, those of us who have all these fears and worries. Um, and, and in the middle of all that, it calls us back to Jesus, saying, come and see what God has done. And so church, that's what God is calling us to do, to come and see what God has done. What has God done? Well, my friends, He has given us peace. He has made a way for us to have peace through the birth of His Son, Jesus. Jesus' birth, it means life. It means, yeah, life, uh, eternal life, but life here. He made the dead come to life. And so it means that when hard things come our way, um, that we can have peace. And, um, you know, one thing I used to think of is, I used to always think about, oh, you know, the peace that I'll have when we're in heaven and there will be no more sorrows and no more tears. Don't get me wrong, that's beautiful, and I anticipate that. But that's no good to me while I'm here. You know, I don't want to experience that yet. I want to, you know, continue to live my life. Um, but this is the beautiful thing. Jesus, has promised, Jesus promises us peace while here on earth. Peace to us now, and not just any peace, not just that tranquility and, and whatever, but but. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. It's a shalom, and we're going to talk about that again at the very end. Um, but in times when life gets trying and difficult, um, man, to be able to cling to the peace of God, to know that God is who He says He is, that He is faithful and He is unchanging, um, is amazing. It gives us peace. Look at this verse. Uh, you can turn a few chapters back. John chapter 14, verse 27. Love this verse. I won't say it's my favorite because I say that about every verse. But this one might be up there in top five. John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus says this. He says, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That phrase there, that last one, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Man, that speaks to me volumes. Because there are a lot of things that can trouble our hearts, and there are a lot of things that can make us be afraid, whether they are internal, whether they are external, whether they are global, things that we look at and we're like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Um... And Jesus tells us in, in the middle of all that, he says, peace. I leave with you. My peace I give you. Um, so, church, you know, there was a, there's a story of um, a man uh, who made a contest about um, a paintings. And he wanted artists to create paintings of peace. So, if you've got a picture of peace in your mind, a place or, a, or something peaceful, um, if you were an artist... You would paint that and you submitted it to this contest. Um, and uh, so there was a lot of artists that submitted different kinds of paintings um, to this uh, contest. Uh, things like green pastures, I think of Psalm 23, right? Still waters, it sounds very beautiful. Things like, uh, you know, beautiful sunsets and sitting in a hammock and a warm sunny day and peaceful, right? Um, I want to show you the one that actually won. Um, this is the one that won as the most peaceful. Yeah, I saw that look on your face. You're like, what is that? Yeah, that won the most peaceful uh, picture prize. Um, this is called P. 
peace in the midst of a storm. Do you guys see it? Probably not, because maybe it's a little too small. I want to show you something right here. Uh, right there. Do you guys see that? Okay, there's something small. I'm going to zoom in here. It's a bird. It's a bird in a nest. And if you could see the picture close up, it's actually a bird that's singing. And, uh, and, and so that is what won the picture of peace, um, to have peace in the midst of the storm. Brothers and sisters, uh, this is inevitable. Man, look at those clouds. They look like, you know, just ready just to burst forth rains and, and the lightning in the background and the raging waters. And if you see the trees are like this way, so it's like there's some strong winds that are going on. Um, and, and then you got the birds <laughs> nestled in, in, in there, the little chicks, and, and just singing. That is a picture of peace. That is what it is to have peace. And, and, you know, Scripture actually, I think the artist was probably inspired by, uh, you know, Jesus when he was in Galilee. And the storm is raging and the disciples thought that they were going to die. And, and then, you know, Jesus just says, be still. Um, so, you know, I say all this because, uh, you know, I, I don't know what burdens or uh, things that you're carrying maybe this morning. I don't know what tribulations or trials you're going through, but I do know this. I do know that I, I see all of you and I see us as uh, one body. Um, we are the church, and First uh, Corinthians uh, twelve twenty six tells us that you know when one part of the body rejoices, that we all rejoice. So I celebrate all these wonderful milestones with you all. Uh, when one part of the body hurts, then we all hurt, and so I, I hurt and I, I grieve with all of you as well, and I hold you up in prayer. Um, so what I'd like to do before we continue, and I'd like to just take a moment, and I'd like to just pray. I'd like just for us to take a moment um, and bow our heads just in silence, just for a few moments, and then I'll close this up in prayer. But I want us to pray that um, Jesus, who is the only one who can bring peace into our hearts, um, would give us that peace um, in the middle of these storms um, that we might, might find that. So we'll just take a few moments here, and then I'll close this off. Lord, as I, uh, as I stand here and, and I am here with my brothers and sisters in Christ, um, it's so cool to know that you're listening, that you're here with us now. Uh, it's so cool to know that you care and you love and you're attentive to each and every one of the persons here who are um, praying, Lord, interceding for themselves or children or others, Lord. Um, and so, God, we pray for that peace, Lord, that peace that passes all understanding, Lord. We we. We've seen it in your word that it says, in this world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer to take heart, Lord, that you have overcome the world. And so, God, we just pray for that peace that passes all understanding, Lord. Lord, that you would just give that peace into our hearts. We thank you. Thank you for this promise, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Number one, Jesus gives, Jesus is the Prince of Peace because he puts peace in our hearts. And number two, Jesus is the Prince of Peace because he bore our punishment. And man, this one is, um, this is awesome. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3. Go ahead and turn with me there. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3 um, speaks so clearly about this. Um, I'll have it up on the screen here as well. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3. 
says this. It says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Man, that right there, that, that verse right there, and we'll talk about that later in James, about you know bridling or taming the tongue. Whew. Do you imagine? Oppressed and afflicted, going through all that, and yet he opened not his mouth. Infathomable. Infathomable. There's a word in there as well somewhere. Um, I think of, you know, I was talking with my wife this morning as well. Could you imagine being the mother of Jesus? I know there's some mama bears out here. That's good. But man, if that was your son, wow. And, and much more than that, Jesus, who is God, left the throne, came down, born in a manger, in a place that's not ideal, um, and uh, to, to go through all that. Why? Uh, because of the love that he had for you and me. Jesus made peace between us and God. You see, so much of the world's religions revolve around this idea of the good things that you do at the end of your life, when you die, will be weighed and seen if you have done good enough to be entered into eternal heaven, bliss, whatever. It's called different things in different religions. Um, And in some religions, if you don't do it right the first time, well, guess what? You get another chance to do it until you attain perfection. And even when you do, there's you know, a chance you can go back. Uh, it's, it, there's really this uncertainty. Um, you know what? I know that today, Lord willing, it doesn't happen. But if today is my last day and the Lord would call me home, I have that peace to know that I will be, I'll be in heaven, that uh, I'll see my, my Lord. I have that peace. I don't, I don't worry about maybe I did enough good things or maybe my sermons were awesome enough that the Lord was like, you can come into heaven. No, because it's not based on anything that I've done, but rather it's um, my, my salvation is um, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. Amen? That's for everyone here. That's for everyone in the world. Um, Jesus made a way to have peace um, between us and God, so we don't have to have that angst like, oh, maybe. You know, I grew up in a, I grew up in a, um, a time when I used to think that you know, my salvation was like based on the, the good things that I did and, and how much I behaved. And, and, uh, and it's hard to live like that. But that's not what Jesus tells us. Now, as a quick side note, a little rabbit trail here. Um, I got to tell you, I love our children's ministries. Uh, the things that our church does for kids and all the churches do for kids, I love it. I'll tell you why. My son came home the other day with two pieces of paper. He had, um, it was a stick figure on one side there was like a chasm, and it said sin. And then there was another side, and it said God. And then he tells me, Daddy, can I give these to my, uh, to my kids in class and um, my two friends in class? And I was like, 
yeah, of course, like, you know, my, my pastor heart is like, yes, like, let's go evangelize. Uh, but uh, he's six years old, and so I told him, can you explain this to me a little bit? Um, tell me what this means. And so he kind of tried to tell me a little bit, and, and I helped him out a little bit. But, man, I got to tell you, church, you know, invest in our kids, our time, our resources, our energy. For those of you who maybe are like, I don't know if I have a passion for kids, that's great. God gives us all in different ways. Pray for our kids. Pray for our young people, because these are the, 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 the movers of, of, of today, tomorrow, um, but they need godly men and women like you all to, uh, to intercede for them. So thank you to all of you who serve in these capacities. Um, so going back to the passage, um, Jesus made peace between us and God. He paid for our sins. Um, and I love, I love this section here, verse 6. I underline the word all. Uh, there are some people in this room that, man, I, I respect so much your, your walk with the Lord. I, I admire you. I, I want to, to, um, to exemplify Christ's example in you. And it's, it's so wonderful. My wife and I, we talk about this, that, that, man, awesome people we have in this body. Um, and, and I love this passage because it brings us all in the same place. And I know if I were to tell you, you know, you know I, I love your, how you walk with the Lord and I admire you and, and, and just everything, you'd be like, man, but I'm a sinner too. And, and that's so very true. It says all, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Um, you know, we all were in that same boat, apart from Christ condemned to eternity in hell. But God... But God sent his son, and that is what gives us peace. We were lost and separated, uh, but Jesus paid it all. Um, on that cross, when he said, it is finished, uh, that's like done, it's completed. Um, and that's why we call Jesus the Prince of Peace. So, first reason is because he brings peace into our heart. Number two, because he bore our punishment. And, and, and lastly, Jesus is the Prince of Peace because he restores. Um, and this is such a beautiful thing. Um, Look at verse 5 here. Um, down uh, towards the middle, it says, The chastisement for our peace was on him. So the punishment for our peace was on him. That word peace, and I've talked about this before, this is an awesome word. It's shalom. Okay? Now, shalom is so much more than, than the English word peace um, describes. Shalom, it literally means to flourish, to, um, for relationships to be, that were broken to be made whole again, to restore. Has anyone here ever restored something? Before, like something that was maybe old or maybe a car, or just uh, something. No, no restores here. Well, yes, one, perfect. Yeah. Well, it's that idea of make, taking something that was broken and and just making it new again. Um, and it this applies to more than just our relationships with people, um, broken relationships that we might have. Um, this applies to our relationship with God. Not just that, but it also applies to our relationship with uh, nature. Things going back to the way that they should be to be restored. This is shalom. Um, and actually, God promised to make God promises to make things even better. Look at this, Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse five. Then he who sat on the throne, who sits on the throne, God. Okay, so God. This is what He says. Then he who sat on the throne says, "Behold," which means look, pay attention, check this out. Behold, I make all things new. He said to me, right, for these words are faithful and true. And brothers and sisters, this is faithful and true. Don't take any of my words, but take what Scripture has, has said here. That he will make everything new. This is faithful and true. You might be sitting here today and thinking about the peace of God, and, and, and that might be great, um, but you might be thinking, um, uh, you know, sometimes at life, in our lives, uh, we cannot see 
the reasons why things happen or understand why things are the way they are. Um, it might look something like this. Now, this is a tapestry, and uh, it's the back of a tapestry. And so it might look a little messy. You see some long strands, and, uh, and you wonder, God, why did this one strand just get cut a little short? Why is this strand so much longer? Um, why is the brown next to the blue? What am I looking at here? Uh, sometimes this is what, we, um, what our lives look like. We look and we see what on earth is going on. What am I looking at? It's just a random set of threads. It's something that's not very pretty. Um, we don't have the ability, as God does, to see the grand picture, to see the final product necessarily on this side, um, this side of heaven. But um, can anyone tell what this is? No? Okay. Check this out. That's what it is. It's a siblings holding hands. It's a beautiful tapestry. Um, that was made, and, and all the threads are now cleaned up. But um, this is the other side, right? This is what we see. We're like, man, this is messy. Um, when we view our lives like this, and when we see um, all this, it, it's hard to believe that there's something beautiful that can come out of all of it. But you know what? I don't trust in my own intellect or in my own knowledge, but I trust in who God is and, and what he's done and who he says all the promises that he leaves us to make something beautiful like this. Um, these are the you know, two verses I lean on. Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. This is true. Again, the Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, verse that God will make all things new. And these are good verses to remember in the middle when all those storms come. So just to recap here, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. We're going to go ahead and close um, in, uh, in a song here. I'm singing about how God is holy and that he is a prince of peace. But just to recap, Jesus, my friends, he is the prince of peace because he brings peace into our hearts. And if you don't have peace today, then man, come talk to me or, and, and I can tell you how Jesus can give you peace in your hearts. It's, uh, it's hard carrying all those burdens and all that angst all your life. Um, and Jesus has done it for, for me. He can do it for you too. Um, Jesus is the prince of peace because he bore our punishment. He, he made us right with God. Apart from him, you know, we were, we were destitute, um, but God, he bore our punishment. And Jesus is a prince of peace because he restores. He's going to make all things new. And here's the beautiful thing. We don't have to wait till then, till after, right? But we can experience that peace now and today. So um, let me go ahead and, uh, and pray with you, and uh, we'll close off in song. Jesus, I just thank you for that um, wonderful gift of peace, Lord. I thank you for this time, Lord, when we reflect on, um, Lord, what it means that you were born um, and just that it, it means life. It means peace that you've given us, Lord, peace that you've made between us and God. Um, not only that, but you promised us peace, Lord, um, here and now. And so, God, I pray for that peace, Lord, to be in our hearts, uh, not just today or tomorrow, but, Lord, that it would be just uh, uh, something that we would experience for a lifetime, Lord. We love you and we thank you, Lord, that you care and that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen.